right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 184, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. Visit us on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome, and Tumblr, P.S. This is Awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81, and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. If you're watching the video podcast, you can see our PSN handles under our awesome faces. But as always, you can write the show at pssisawesome at gmail.com. And don't forget to share the show with your friends and make sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a video podcast as well. And you can watch the show if you prefer, which I think is the best way to indulge in the content, if I'm being honest. So, it's the 4th of July today, and Jake and I, and Charlie is in the background. Hopefully, he's not throwing up or anything. Charlie's my dog. But Jake and I went for a motorcycle ride today, first time. Been a long time coming. That was a nice time. Um, You might be able to hear some fireworks in the background. I don't know if you can or not. All my neighbors are shooting off like shitty fireworks right now dude everyone around me because i live by the lake every single one around me is like people went and bought the big shit like it might as well be professional fireworks it's like people shooting off these mortars with these huge explosions and and it's like it's all i can hear around my entire house which is fine i mean and it's now legal in pennsylvania to own those types of fireworks so Yeah, I think it was last year. Last year or the year before that, they made it legal. So it's easy. to you Before, you had to go to Ohio to get them. And now you can get them in PA. So. Yeah, we used to have to like cool. cross the border with them. Very cool, man. So uh, we haven't done a show in a while. So I just want to say that with summer being in full swing, we've said this in the last two shows, uh, Jake, you and I are busy living our best lives, as some may say. And uh, we're going to stick with mainly recent news. It's been over two weeks since the last show. Um, I don't really want to apologize because we've never made the promise we're going to be weekly. But we do we do advertise occasionally on the show as being a weekly podcast. Um, but we have come with the disclaimer that we are going to be a little more sporadic as the uh, summer months are upon us. We are in the throes of summer, man. Um what do you th- what do you say to that? Uh, after I got back from the ride, yeah. So it took me I don't know a while after I split off from you to get home. I think I think my total route was like an hour and a half wow. for me to get home. Yeah. But I so I got home and I came inside. Literally, what I did when I got home was I got home, came inside. Put on swim trunks, grabbed a beer, and just floated in the pool for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. That sounds amazing. Because, I, I mean, my ass hurt so bad mm. after that. I mean, it's still, my ta- it's just my tailbone. I'm sure yours is probably uh, dude, that, not feeling Dude, the last either. road we were on together, that, that road was just hell. Like, the last five, five to ten miles. Yeah, but, I mean... Yeah, just need a new seat. I mean, I just need a new seat too. I mean, well, the Sportster needs new suspension, but it also it, a seat would go a long way. Yeah, um, it was good. It was man, what a what a great day for it though. I had a good time. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty. I didn't even ask. Was your cool. sandwich good? 
Yeah, yeah it was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're like it, typical it dudes. Like, we like, ate like we didn't really talk about anything. We just fucking ate. We're like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I'll be honest. Like nowadays, it's really hard for, um, food to impress me. Yeah, yeah. You about had like, it all at this point. And I don't. I don't mean that. I don't mean that in like a like a. Uh, a foodie like a boastful way yeah, or anything like that it's just like i'm not really that into food you know i like i enjoy certain types of food or whatever yeah but like i mean we've gotten so good at like cooking shit at home yeah, that's that it. like you know when you go outside when you go out to eat or whatever and you buy food and you're like oh this is good but it's mostly good because i didn't have to make it you know what I mean? Right. Like, there's it's, nothing about it. Like, unless it's something like deep fried, where like, yeah, I don't have a fucking deep fryer. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's awesome when you get like chicken wings or like fries or something like that. There's some sort of when it comes food to food that like you just don't have the ingredients yeah, to make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But when it comes to like you know general like sandwiches and meats and just Potatoes. standard entrees, yeah, Eggs. it's like okay, well, this is good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's good, but it's made that much better just by the fact that I didn't have to fucking make. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily that it's like the best thing I ever had. Yeah, but it was pretty good. It, I mean, it, I, I won't lie. I mean, that place is cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. I'm glad. I'm glad we checked it out. We'll have to go to that other place on another ride sometime, maybe. I mean, you- yeah. I was trying to explain to my dad what route we took, and I was like, dude, I was like, there were so many different roads. I was like, I can't even. I, I just know we went out the one way, and we took a right, and then it just turns after turns. It was fun though. My uh, uh, my mom called me right after you and I split off, oh, yeah. and that was the first time I used that thing in my helmet to like talk on the phone, yeah. and it actually worked really well. Oh, I was awesome. Pretty shocked. I don't know what it sounded like on her end. You know, it might yeah. have just been a lot of wind noise and shit. I have no idea. But that's cool. It worked pretty neat. But yeah, that road that road we took, I'm actually really impressed. Did you say that app built most of that route? Built, for it you? built it all except for one place where. Remember when we were going there? I don't know if you noticed or not. I kind of slowed down. I slowed down a couple different points. I was trying to read the fucking map. But I slowed down, and then I just kind of did one of these. Like, we're going this way. Like, we're on that airport road. And mm, it, wanted yeah. to go, yeah, it wanted to go left onto Cool Springs Road, which I believe yeah. there was, like, a big construction company out front. And they must haul gravel. And, like, I looked at that road, and it was just covered in gravel. I don't know if it was a dirt road or not. But if you just hang on airport, eventually it catches up with Foster. And that's where Cool Whatever goes to anyway. So just stay in right. airport and hang a left on Foster, and we were good. But yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was really really impressive. I I wouldn't want I would have been miserable doing that road. I mean, I would have been miserable anyway on that long of a ride on my other motorcycle. But just like the roads that we were on would have been miserable on my other bike yeah. just because the suspension's so stiff on yeah. it. But but on that. The one thing that's cool about that dual sport that I have is like, yeah, like I said, it's not like the greatest road bike, but around here when you're just like, I will literally, I don't even plan anything. I just go like wander around and then find my way home. But like one of the cool things about it is if you're on some back road, there are tons of roads around here that just will instantly turn to a dirt road. Oh yeah. yeah, In like no time. Yeah. They're paved and and then they just turn to dirt. Yeah, there have been, and I was going down, I was doing, I'm not even kidding, I'm probably fucking 50 miles an hour, 
just right onto a dirt road. And I was like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. And I just like put on the rear brake and just like slowed down and then like turned around and went off. But with that dual sport with like the dirt tires and shit on it, you just like go, (laughs) it's it's pretty neat. I mean, but uh, honestly, I prefer to ride the kind of roads that we were riding that are paved, but they're like, barely more than one lane yeah. and they're like kind of through the woods and stuff yeah. like that you know like they're they're the kind of fun roads that i like to ride and that was actually a really neat a really neat uh really neat route i've never you. gone to mercer that way in my life i, I ever i didn't Me even know either. you could I mean, it's always basically it's 19 or 58 yeah i didn't even know you could be done so <laughs> it was kind of fun, man. Well, now now that the listeners got done hearing us talk about motorcycles, uh, you know, honestly, Jake, at one point you you proffered the idea of making this a, a moto podcast where we talk about video games and do moto videos. While that that seems like it'd be a lot of work, but it does sound awesome. I, it would be. I don't know. It might be kind of. It might be kind of tedious to set up, oh, man. But, like, my whole idea was that, like, we would both have a GoPro on our helmets. We would, and then we would have communicators so we could talk to each other. And we'd have to record it. And then we would record it so we could basically do, like, a rolling podcast where, like, the guys, if you watch the video of it, you would see, like, this, us riding yeah. through the woods and shit like that. And then, but we would be talking about games and stuff. But uh, it, it might be kind of challenging to set up, but I thought it was kind of a unique idea. I've never seen anyone do something like that before. We really should. The two. The two types of hobbies don't really cross over all that much. No, they don't. It's a really cool idea. I, I, I think we should table it, but I mean, like, come back to it. Maybe, maybe I don't know, by episode 200, I'll have a GoPro and we could try <laughs> in a headset for communications. But, um, all right, man, with all that out of the way, thanks to the listeners for staying with the podcast and listening to Jake and I talk about what we probably should have talked about during lunch today. Um, but we should have waited for the podcast for extra content. Now, there's plenty of content to talk about. Games we're playing is usually how we kick off the show. Uh, I am, I have yet to beat Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Um, my dog, Charlie, uh, can't I can't play it with him in the room because he just he sees Ratchet and he just freaks out the whole time like it's roof 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 and he barks and he jumps and he jumps and he jumps and he barks and he barks so like I have to wait until like he's either sleeping in the other room or if he's outside or if he's with Chelsea or doing something so uh, I've not made a lot of progress but I have made quite a bit of progress but I think I've got a ways to go I also got the Metro Exodus PS5 uh improvement for free and uh i've started to dabble with that game a little bit and then i also picked up a black dual sense controller um a weekend or two ago and i only had one controller and i know that you had two Mm. and there is there is something very luxurious about having one on the charger while you're playing on one um, yeah, I'll nice. be honest. I mean, unless I can fix it, I may end up buying another one because my boxed-in controller, the one that came with the console, yeah, there was like one night or something like that. I splashed a little bit of beer oh, on. You it, told me about and this. And now yeah, exactly. the fucking the the options button and the triangle button stick like crazy and i'm hoping that maybe i can just take the cover off and like blast it out with some contact cleaner or something and it'll be fine but if not i'll probably just end up buying another control it sucks the black one's sweet dude i'd rather go black than the red one or the white one to be honest you'll probably see less grime on it i don't know 
maybe the, the thing is is that like the controllers they last a good while but the batteries don't last that long so the battery's not great on it if i'm being honest so i really like having two controllers just for the ability to not have two dead con- like a dead controller and then it's like oh i gotta fucking run a usb cord across the yeah. room so i can play Dude, my controller dies i just tur- i just turn the game off I you can actually one of the one of the things that I used to do is like by the couch there's an outlet yeah. so I would just get a phone charger and then just plug the controller into the phone charger because it'll charge and you can still wirelessly connect to the console so I would do oh, that because then I wouldn't have to like connect to the console across the room um, I haven't tried it with the PS5 controller but I used to do it with the DualSense uh, the DualShock 4 all the time. Yeah, I definitely haven't tried that, but I I do know that you did tell me that that was possible at one point. I don't think it was on a show. I think it was a private conversation we were having when you brought that up. Um, but Jake, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, oh, the the show. So I've kind of bounced back and forth between doing the Diamond Dynasty, which is the online stuff. And then Road to the Show. Road to the Show is where you just play one character, right? And they've done this thing where they bring on actual MLB commentators and uh, critics um, for different networks, different podcasters. And they've recorded so many conversations. And it's and it's all dependent upon what you're doing with your player. So, like, if you have a slump... It'll like after a game, it'll bring up this video. It's like real. It's like live. It's like video of like real people talking back and forth, like a news, like a newscast. And some guys like, well, just like I predicted, you know, he looks good at first, but then, you know, this is uh, this is not even the show yet. You know, he's still in the double A leagues. You know, some guys they get hot, and some guys, you know, can keep it. But the key is consistency. Now, how do you feel about this player? And then the other guy would be like, well, Jack, I'm glad you brought that up. But I think what we're seeing here is just a little bit of regression. But I think he's going to push right through this like a good ball player. I, I, I think uh, I think he's going to. And, you know, and then it like goes away. And then you go back to your – and you play the next game, you know. And then uh, yeah. right now the commentator uh, that's been pushing for my guy has been saying like – I can't believe he hasn't been drafted to the show yet. So I finally went from uh, the first team. Of course, I'm in the in the pirate uh, the pirate uh, team or whatever. But like, they're uh, man. Who the hell was it even? I can't remember what their name is. But the but the league I'm in now is uh, their their freaking call up team is is uh, Indianapolis Indians. Um, their farm team. Yes, thank you. But who's before them? It's it, the Seawolves League. It's the uh, oh my god, it's killing me. Um, I played, uh, I dude. I was know. on their team forever. Like I, that, I quit playing Road to the Show because I couldn't get drafted up. And then I realized because what I was doing was like I'll just simulate games with my guy because I thought his stats were good compared to the other players in the, in that in that league, and. He would have pretty good numbers, but what I didn't realize was if you don't actually play the character and you simulate his turns, you don't get uh, boost to any of your stats. So, yeah, he might get a win. He might get this, but his actual performance, his stats, like his arm accuracy, his batting, his, you know, all that shit, it doesn't increase unless you're actually playing the games controlling him. So, like, I went two seasons just sim, 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 because I just wanted to get drafted up. And then I read, and they're like, oh, you can't do that. you got to play every game. And I'm like, fuck. 
So I finally got called up to the Indians, and the next step is the Pirates. So um, I'm, I'm, uh, the game sets you up to be a dual position player, which is very rare. Uh, there's a guy playing right now, Shohei Yotani, I think. I don't know what team he plays for, but he's he is he's a pitcher, he's a fielder, he's a hitter. He's like one of a kind. You don't see this in the big leagues. But what's cool about the show 2021 is they kind of set you up to be a dual position player to see if you can do it. And that's kind of what these podcasters are talking about. Oh, do you think we got the next great dual position player? You know, And then every once in a while in the locker room, your manager will be like, how are you holding up? And you have the choice to say, I don't know if this dual position thing's working out. And then you can just pick one or the other. But I'm staying dual, so I'm a pitcher and a center fielder. So with with that, I mean, you can be a pitcher and have a really shitty batting average and get called up fast as long as you have a lot of wins and you're really good at pitching, right? ERA is good, all that stuff. Or you could be a center fielder and only really have to worry about batting. But when you're a dual player, you have to be pitching really well and you have to be hitting really well to get called mm-hmm. up. So it's really it's it, it's it's a neat little uh, twist that they're doing on this game and I know it's a little bit older now but it's still baseball season so anyways dude I've been playing that but I know you told me uh, a couple things but I'll let you tell the tell the listeners what what you've been doing well I mean just one comment on the show like the the only real sports game that I ever played was the EA Sports NHL games. Yeah. And the well, I've played some Madden, I've played FIFA, so I guess I I guess I shouldn't FIFA I got really into for a while, but Matt or NHL, like when I started doing like the their version of the road to the show or whatever, yeah. um I just started like straight away in the minor league affiliate. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this shit where I start in the, the juniors and then like get called up to the, get drafted. And then you play in the minors for a while and then they bump you back down to junior. And then you get, if I get bumped back down, if I get bumped back down, I'd be so mad. Like I, I don't think I ever even got called up to the NHL before I quit because it was just like, I, I just, I'm not, you know, they build those systems around people that play those games like religiously. Yeah. Like that's one of the only games that they play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like me, it's like, I, dude, I don't want to fucking play 150 minor league games to be able to like get called up to the NHL level just to get bumped back down. To have whatever. one like, bad game and have them bump you back down. Like I wish they had a way, and maybe they do, and maybe I just don't know about this, but I wish they had a way that you could just like, you know, not necessarily make it so that you start right away in, in the show because you can definitely do that yeah, in yeah. most games, but like maybe make it so that like you have like a progression buff or something mm. where it's like your stats increase a lot faster so that yeah. you can, it's a single player game. Who gives a fuck? Like, let me do whatever I want. Like make it like, make like an easy mode where it's not just the games are easy, but my progression happens faster yeah. because you know, then it would entice a lot more people like me who, and you, I guess who are, who enjoy the sport, but are more casual game or uh, players, the game. Um, they, the the NHL games did that like like live action kind of announcer thing too. It's it's a little bit like it's a little jarring at first. It's a little creepy, but like it's kind of awesome at the yeah, same right, time. Yeah. Like it's really neat. Like how they because you can um, in the NHL game they had like a list and it's like what what is what do you want your name to be for the play by play and there are hundreds of names and. 
like they had, you know, my last name happened to be in oh, there. Yeah. So I picked that. And they're like actually using my name whenever they're calling That's the plays. Cool. And it's really, really neat. Um, but anyway, as far as what I'm playing, I platinumed Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So I'm done with that. Dude, you- it's actually it's actually a pretty relatively easy platinum. I'm trying to think what uh, trophies kind of suck. I think th- none of them really suck. The only one um, that is a little bit annoying is there's one where you have to... Did you get the gun yet that's like the void repulsor where it like puts the shield up in front of you? I, I have the opportunity to get it, but I don't but have, you haven't I haven't bought it, bought it yet. yet. So... So basically, it puts a shield up. So one of the trophies is killing an enemy with their own projectile launched back at them with the Void Repulsor. And I'm like, okay, that sounds fine. But what they don't tell you is that you don't have the ability to fire back projectiles until you level it all the way up to level five. And that gun is, in the way that I play the game, that gun is basically useless. So I'd beat the game and it was still like level one. Like I didn't use it at all. So I had to basically go back to the, did you get to the place where you can do the arena stuff? Yeah. I I only did the first one so far though. Yeah. So it's it's like Zerky's whatever. The pirate guy Um, is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I love so, it. So uh, you basically can keep going back to it and, like, play. You can play these the levels in the arena over and over Get again all if those you want. bolts and stuff. And it, yeah. So, um, but, like, dude, it's, like, the it's honestly one of the easiest Platinums I've ever gotten. Do you gotten. have to collect? Because, sorry, I don't mean. You don't, do you have to collect the gold bolts, all of them? I don't think so. Okay, that's awesome. I don't think you, I did. Like, I went through and I collected all the gold bolts and everything. Um, and I collected all the uh, uh, the costume stuff. Yeah. Um, but dude, one of the things I didn't notice about the game until the very end is that the more of those costume pieces you have, the more it buffs your character. Oh, that's you don't even have to wear them. Just collecting them buffs your character. That's interesting. Like if you look at the screen in the menu where it's like uh, attire or armor or whatever the hell it's called. Um, you know, I never really noticed cause I was focused on like where all the armor shit is. But if you look at the right hand side of the screen, there's like a list where it's like a, it's like a grid and it'll be like, Oh, you collected this many things. Like you do so many percent more damage to enemies or whatever. Or like you, you have this much more, um, you can resist damage this much more against these types of enemies mm. and like stuff like that. So it's worth it to collect it because it makes, I guess it gives you a little bit of a buff, yeah. but like I, I'd have to look back through the trophies, but I, you don't have to collect everything, which to me is stupid because it's easy to collect them all. Why wouldn't they just make that a trophy? Yeah. But I think the, the I'm trying to think the one thing that I had to do was, uh, it was you have to collect all of something on like the second world that you're on. Yeah, and you have to fly the dragon around. Have you done that part yeah, I've yet? Yeah, I got all those. Yeah, so you have to do like that stuff. Get all the but, form the food form. Or like yeah, but like I said, I mean, like and there's those spy bots too. I don't think you have to collect all of those. Well, you're not that dude. Our listener LJ wrote, and he said he platinumed it also, which is awesome. So it must. I, 
I guess I'm just next. I got to do it. I have to do it. I mean, honestly, like the game is good. And there's honestly no reason not to if you enjoy the game. It's like I said, it's really not that hard to get it. Um, yeah. I was just going to pull, pull up. Platinumless. Well, that's one of the things with MLB The Show real quick is like when you get drafted to the MLB, when you get called up to the, to the show, that's a trophy. So I'm going to keep playing it till I at least get that one. I've gone this far. So looks like here, this is all story Charlie, stuff. I don't want to talk about that. Um, no, no, jump up. Choir, okay, gold, bold, five. Yeah, so it's like it's like collect five gold bolts, uh, get a weapon to level five, um, fully upgrade a weapon, which I don't know the I don't know how those. Oh, you have to use the uh, the rare titanium to fully upgrade. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I gotta fully upgrade all these weapons, and like, because I just assumed that was in the trophy list, but it's not. Yeah, it's like one. You only have to fully upgrade one weapon, which is easy. I did it. I did it with the the first gun you get. I fully upgraded in like the first two hours just the of the game. Blaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the, one of the things that. The last trophy I got was the one where you have to purchase all the weapons because there's one weapon that you can't get until you beat the game and you start uh, like new game plus essentially that one. Well, you don't have to upgrade it. You just have to, you just have to start new game plus and then this weapon becomes available to buy. Um, cool. Yeah. Oh, the one of the ones that's kind of annoying is, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling anything for anyone, but like, You've got a, um, you've got a, you know, so did you get to the planet yet where you like hit, you like hit the crystals with your hammer and it like changes dimensions? Yes. So there's a trophy where you have to hit every single one of those crystals on that world. Oh, I don't know if I've done which, that. Which can be annoying just because like some of those sections in like the exploded version of the planet, you have to do all those fucking like those jumps between the magnetic oh, yeah, platforms, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is rails. a little bit... Yeah. Or the things with yeah. the arrows on them. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Charlie's just... Uh, he wants to walk around the studio, and it's driving me crazy. The only one that's... The only one that's, like, uh... Sort of an irritating collectathon mm-hmm. is the is collecting all the Krager bears. Did you get any of those yeah, yet? Yeah, I've gotten two. So I actually used a guide to get one. those. That's probably the worst one. Did, did, did they they don't tell you how to do it on the the PlayStation Five like the hint thing? No, the, like this is the thing that pisses me off because I, when I was playing the game, I looked I looked at that and it pissed me off because I'm like, if Sony's first party studios aren't going to use this feature for something as simple as a trophy list for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Like, it's dead in the water. Like, they might as well not even have added uh, it. Like, it's a cool concept, but, like, has anyone it. used it? Like, Yeah, Astro, Astro's Playroom or whatever the hell it's called. Astro's Playroom, which used everything, yeah. but... There was, there was something else that used it. Control uses it really well. It's the only way I was able to navigate that game. I think, uh, I think Re- uh, Returnal uses it a little bit, too, which is kind of neat. Yeah. All right. Well, good, man. So you beat uh, Ratchet and Cl- I know. I'm getting warm down here in my studio, man. 
I beat Ratchet and Clank. I uh, and I started Metro Exodus. Yeah, um, we talked about that a little a uh, little bit over. Yeah, lunch. let's let's save Metro Talk until you beat the game. Yeah, I, I I don't really have much to say about it other than the fact that I told you that my my opinion was split on it because there are times when I'm having f- like a lot of fun with it and there are times where I'm not just and and the reasons why I'm not having fun or are because of like the jankiness of the game and the like overwhelming nature of the enemies at times and the survivaliness of it, but like. Um, cause it is like as a survival game, it's a lot to keep track of, like keeping track of like, are your weapons clean? Keeping track of like, are you being irradiated? Is your fucking mask like broken? Fixed? Like, do, yeah, like yeah. did, do, did I craft, uh, you know, med kits to take with me? Do I have enough ammo? Like there's, there's so much, there's so much that goes into the survival nature of this game. It's actually I think it's cool, oh, but I, I can understand awesome. if it's, I think it's, I can understand if it's overwhelming to some people. Dude, once you um, get into it long enough though, like once, once that becomes the game that you're playing, it all, all the controls start becoming just second nature. Like wipe the mask, you know, change the filter, look at the time on it. You know, it's the one thing that, the one thing that did irritate me was I was like, I had some extra materials and, um, I have a tendency to hoard materials yeah. in games like that as opposed to use them. And you, it seems like you can't do that in Metro like because you can get fucked up real easy, so you need to kind of craft things and have them on you. Yeah. And the thing that irritated me, one of the things that irritated me about it was that uh, I was like, oh, I have some... It's expensive, but I have some stuff to make another filter for my mask mm-hmm. oh, and I spent all these fucking resources to make a filter and it adds one minute to my filter time. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah it's, it's brutal dude. There was a section of that game where I needed the filter and I had to like speed run a section because my filter was going to die. And I, I got stuck for a while and I got really pissed off. But then eventually I figured it out. So make multiple saves. The only thing that I would... Well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing I noticed about the game, too, that's a little bit irritating is that it will save the game literally mid-firefight. Yeah, it's not good with the saves. So, like, if you die in a firefight, you'll, like, reload and everyone will be shooting you. Like, like, it's really annoying. But... But I will say that, like, there is something really endearing about the game. If you just, if you can just, and I made this comment at lunchtime about, like, I wish that, like, nothing against 4A, but I would love to see what this game would be like if, like, a true AAA hardcore developer had made this exact game, just made it with some more polish and, and everything, yeah. like, better animations and all that stuff and better voice acting. And, Dude, I'm so excited um, for the next Metro game. Because they've already said they're working on it, and I and I think if they if they, phew, dude, it looks good though. I I know that you mentioned like, the character models still look kind of janky and stuff, but man, there are some scenes, and it's pretty open. It's an open. It's not it's not as linear as the other ones. So for it to look as good as it does in an open world kind of setting like this, it's it's pretty impressive to me. I just want to uh, we'll close the Metro talk off so we can save it for later. I want to let you know that the game has multiple endings. And the way that you handle certain situations affects the crew that you're rolling with. Um, are you on the train now? Yeah. So basically, the mission the, the mission that I'm on right now is I 
broke into this like factory to get the uh, to get the the care the tender car that like the people can ride in. Yeah, yeah, that was so tough. like I I haven't got it yet. I just got into the building oh, where you have scary, to like. Dude. Get in it. There's like all those freaking stuff. mutant yeah. people. Thing. Well, depending on how you play the game, there are certain people on the Aurora who who make this journey with you. And depending on what you do as Artium affects whether or not they they choose to stay with the group or go do other things. And when I played it my first time through, I lost a person. They didn't die, but they left. And I won't give you any any more to that. But just be mindful that the choices you make. They they do somehow, and I think a lot of it has to do with how you handle the combat areas. Like if you're stealthy, or if you're, some of that affects how people view you on the Aurora. And they're like, oh, you just fucking slaughtered all these people. Like I can't be a part of this anymore. You know, and you do get a trophy if everyone sticks around with you. So I I do like when you when I have the option, I do try to like do the non lethal yeah. takedowns and stuff like that. But uh, I, I'll be honest with you, like, the stealth in the game is really hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. So um, it's kind of, it generally just degrades into me just mowing everyone down. Yeah. But, like, if I can, you know, I try to take everybody out in a non-lethal fashion. <laughs> it's funny. All right, well, hey, let's get on with the news, Jake. Um, Sony has acquired... Housemark Studios. That's kind of. Re- Did you hear this? Did you know this? Yeah, yeah. It's actually, I was surprised when I read this because it, it was like I just saw it because it was like Sony had posted it on their Facebook page, um, and I was actually kind of surprised for a couple reasons. One, because Housemark has been kind of a second party studio for them for ever and they kind of seemed like they were content with that relationship but also because it didn't seem like i think returnal is a great game but it didn't seem like it sold gangbusters so i was kind of curious about now maybe they were just like oh you know we we made enough money on this game like maybe they made it really quickly and were really good on budget and everything. So they were like, okay, like this team, you know, maybe if they had a little bit more support from us, bringing them in house, they could really get the next game out of the park. Cause I think Returnal, I saw the reviews too. The reviews I think were really well. So it was critical. They were really good. Yeah. I mean, there were some kind of basically everything negative about the game stems around the balance um, the RNG and the uh, the lack of save. Although I think as as time has gone on, the whole lack of a save point thing has sort of left the narrative a little bit. As people have gotten used to the game and stuff, yeah. um, I do think that it would benefit from because like there are ways that you can kind of like come back to life if you die and stuff but it's like kind of do you find these items that let you do that i don't know it's like it's all down to rng and everything or do you have enough currency to do it or um i think like as they fix the balance issues a lot of that will kind of come out in the wash but it's it's a good game. Like it's a really they're good a game overall. They're talented studio. There's no question and they're a really talented studio. I would love to see them, you know, do like 
I would love to see them have like a two team effort where it's like one team is making these bigger, better pushing them the envelope games like Returnal and then another team is like making Resogun clones yeah. Yeah. or like not necessarily clones but like Resogun type arcade score chasing because Resogun kind of yeah. Resogun was one of my favorite games on PS4 yeah. and I was absolutely hooked it's with that it's a great game. game it's a good game yeah I think it's, I think it's a good acquisition and uh, you know I I agree with everything you said. I, now, granted, I haven't played Returnal, but I think it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the folks at Housemark are talented and that it's a studio worth getting. Now, I don't know what they uh, acquired them for. I don't know what was involved with that. I don't know if that's been made public, but I would imagine that it wasn't wildly expensive. Uh, nah, it certainly wasn't, you know, insomniac money or so anything. So I'm like thinking that. that Sony wins out on this one. You know, I think that's a smart move. Yeah. So um, it's also being heavily r- rumored, Jake, that Sony's going to be announcing an acquisition of Bluepoint Games. Um, and Which makes sense. Well, here's the thing, though, because there was a promotional image when Sony acquired Housemark, and it had like different things from different games of theirs, right? And it said like. Uh, PlayStation Studios, and then it had Plus, and then it had, like, the Housemark thing. Well, briefly, there was the same idea of a thing that popped up, but it was Bluepoint and all the Bluepoint stuff, and then they removed it instantly. But people caught word that that was, like, a promotional image that leaked from Sony, and uh, it was removed by Sony. But Bluepoint recently updated their Twitter profile to, to change the wording to describe what they are, and they said that they're a fully in, they're fully independent game developer. So they added that to their profile. So there's a bit of speculation about did hmm. Sony go with Housemark rather than Bluepoint, and then they just uploaded the wrong image, or are they going with Bluepoint also? We don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it could even be something as simple as like, hey, you know, the, maybe the deal's not finalized, so yeah. Sony asked them to make that change to their Twitter profile to kind of sort of allay some of the, some of the, you know, the ball dropping that they did with that leak. I think Blue Point would be a good studio for them to have just because Blue Point is literally the best the best remake studio in the world. Yeah, they I mean in my opinion, I mean they they make the best remakes. They've done a lot of, of Sony properties too. Yeah, I mean they've worked pretty much exclusively with Sony I think recently. So I think this was a balk. I think this is an intentional thing that Sony leaked out there so that Microsoft got a little like twitchy on the trigger and they throw Bluepoint an offer so that Sony knows what to throw at Bluepoint to get them. Like I think that's a, that is the dumbest fucking move ever. If that's what they're going to do, because all because Microsoft's just gonna, just gonna they're gonna they're gonna throw literally the kitchen sink at Blue Point, and they're gonna be like, well, we'll just we'll go to Microsoft because Sony can't afford us for that price. Yeah. So Microsoft has way too much money. That would be a really really yeah. really dumb move. I, at least I think it's so. hilarious to think that that could have happened. Like, so let's just throw this out here, make them think that we're gonna buy them, and then see what Microsoft offers, and then we'll just go we'll up that offer a little bit. I don't think Microsoft needs them. No, and, the I, thing. and I think like Microsoft, Microsoft has, dude. They have like some of the. 
I wouldn't necessarily say the best, but some of the most popular studios in the world, Microsoft now owns. And if Microsoft wanted them, they would just buy them. Like yeah, they would own them by they would, just, they would already own them. Whether or not they, it's like with the with the Bethesda thing. It's like it doesn't really matter if you're for sale or not. Yeah. If somebody hands you enough money, you're for sale. Yeah, right, hundred percent. And then recently, it was announced that Sony uh, also acquired first party developer Nixes N I X X E S. And they have historically been in cahoots with Crystal Dynamics, helping them over the years. Which is is that they do mostly like uh, performance work yeah. and stuff like that. Like they're, they're not really a, they don't make games, right, right? Right. They like help with the technology. Yeah, like the back end stuff. Yeah, that makes the games. So probably a good thing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that that's interesting. So Sony's doing some stuff at least. But let's move forward a little bit. Uh, the PS5 version of Doom Eternal is out now, but it is not going to have a save transfer from the PS4 version. So you'll have to start a brand new game. And I will add that I believe this is the case as well for Metro Exodus because I don't think my previous game, it wouldn't let me do a new game plus on the PS5 version. Um, But also, real quick, uh, we we already talked about Metro Exodus, but Greedfall is also getting a PS5 upgrade. And Jake, we're getting more and more PS5 versions of older games. And do you feel... uh, that for these studios, it's worth putting time into the games to get them upgraded. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's probably relatively minimal cost. I mean, essentially, all I have for to the imagine free upgrades. That I mean, these are free upgrades. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that that if it was really difficult, they wouldn't do this for free, right? right? I mean. It, if it was really difficult, they'd either charge you for it or they wouldn't do it at all. The fact that they can just go in there and like recompile. I'm guessing stuff. they can just go in there and kind of crank up the graphics and shit like that. And maybe put some put some polish on it. Especially some of these games that already have PC versions. Because the PC versions are the best versions around. So they literally just, you know, make the console version more closer to the PC version in terms of like its graphical fidelity. So yeah, I mean, because most of these aren't like they're not adding a ton. I mean, yeah, maybe they add a little bit of the dual sense support and stuff like that for adaptive triggers yeah. and things like that. But it's very rarely anything special with the PS5 upgrades. Yeah. It just makes it run better. And they're able I mean, to sell the Doom, PS5 version on the PS5 for those who don't have it. So they're yeah. And I I actually will probably download the Doom Eternal PS5 update. Um, and quite frankly, I don't really care all that much that there's no save transfer because that game is just fun to play. Yeah. So I don't really care if I've got my save or not. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool that it's coming out. It is kind of weird that that some of these companies are struggling transferring saves between consoles. Yeah, I, don't I don't really understand, understand what that's about. Yeah, it's a little weird. A little weird is right, man. Um, Move forward a little bit here on the news points. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is now back on the PlayStation Network. It's made its triumphant return. I believe that the people at the developer were like, "Yeah, it's working adequately." Did you see? Did you see Sony's public statement on this? I can't remember what, what they said. They were like, they were like. Basically, the just uh, I'm paraphrasing, but basically they said, "Yeah, we let Cyberpunk 2077 back on the PSN, but do not play the base 
play it on base PS4. If you're going to play it, only play it on PS4 Pro or PS5 because it still runs like shit on PS4. Yeah. They basically came out and said that after they put it back on the store. That's weird. Which to me says that the only reason they put it back on the store was... You still there? Oh, yeah, you are. Okay, sorry. Your, your video froze for a second, oh, so yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure yeah, if you were there. You. Yeah, your voice cut out a little bit. Um, I can hear you now. Yeah, so it must have just been a uh, hiccup in the Matrix. Firework hits. But uh, it could be. But to me, like, it seems like the only reason that Sony even let this back on the store is because CD Projekt Red was probably bitching about, like, like, why are you keeping us off the store? Like, look at all the other shit that's on the store. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why are you keeping us off the store because we have a bad game? I think, but, you know, maybe they worked out something with regard to the, um, to the refund thing. Dude, because, like, I don't know. Because I, that's really, in my opinion, that's the only reason they pulled it down. They don't give a crap if the game runs like shit. They don't care at all. The, 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 what they care about is that CD Projekt was like, yeah, you can get your money back and just go bug Sony about it. And then Sony was like, like they have a horrendous refund policy with digital games, meaning one that doesn't exist. So they made Sony basically backpedal and give all this money back that they shouldn't have had to do. And so I was honestly half expecting Sony to come out and say, this game is back on the store, but from this point on, if you purchase it, you will not be eligible for a refund. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? Because like, that was the whole sticking point with this game. At least I, at least what I the observed. Game's I don't good. know. The thing story. is, is I enjoyed what I, I enjoyed the game. I, I, I mean, I want to play it again. I, uh, under a different, like different, uh, character class. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see what it's all about now. Or maybe I'll just wait for the PS5 version. If they, I, Who knows if they'll even do it at this point? It was such a shit show. Like, who knows if... I don't know if you saw that they, they put out another timeline recently, and it was like, like, now the PS5 version was supposed to be this fall. Yeah. Now it's like, they're just like TBA, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, it may not even happen. Oh. Excuse me. Um, there was a lot of Ghost of Tsushima news recently. I saw that. So Pretty cool. Yeah, so a little controversial for some, but for me it makes sense. But uh, we'll do the second bullet point first. Um, So there's a director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima that's going to be available for the PS5. It's going to offer additional single-player content, but it is not free for existing owners who have the game on PS5, uh, which is anyone who owned the PS4 version who all got the free upgrade, you have to pay an additional $10 to upgrade your game to the director's cut. So some people are a little hurt about that. I think it's fine if they're adding content. If it was just like a performance upgrade, I'd say like that seems kind of hokey. But like the fact that they're adding content to it tells me that it's worth it's single now, player content. Ten, it's like a single does player this, story. does this $10 does it give you the the Iki Island thing or is that an additional charge 
I don't know what the Ghost of Ikishima is. I thought that was going to be a spinoff of Ghost of Tsushima, and that was being rumored, but then the news broke that the director's cut was happening. So the Ghost is... So the Iki Island... So I will tell you, I do. I did read a little bit about yeah. this. The Iki Island thing is like an actual expansion for Ghost of Tsushima. See, that's what and we're getting. And it's, it's, it's another island off of Tsushima Island that you go to. Like, I think you are still playing as Jin and everything thing but it's like got all new story like all new enemies like it's a whole new island like i I actually now that i now that the more i talk about it the more i think that i did see that the iki island kind of expansion is gonna is well no no i think it's separate i think it's gonna be like 20 bucks all right so if you you might have to pay $10 for the director's cut and then $20 for Iki Island or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't even know what it's called, but I think it's a key. That's Ikishima. what they're calling the Island thing. Uh, I- Ikishima. Probably, but it doesn't, it does matter, but it, it doesn't matter for the sake of the conversation that we're having. The, the listeners, I think understand what we're talking about. Um, but speaking of ghost, we got free single player upda- upgrade already. We got a free PS5 upgrade already. And they have announced that we are going to be getting yet another free update which will add a lock-on feature in another new mode called Legends mode. So they've given us a lot for free. I think charging $10 to upgrade to the director's cut seems fair. Especially if it's going to have additional content that Oh, nice. So the 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 director's cut includes the Iki Island stuff. Okay, that's expansion. what I thought. So for ten bucks, so that that is the uh, that is the um, the additional content. The additional content. So here's the thing. This is a little bit confusing. If you are a PS4 player, so you have it on PS4, like the base version of the game. Mm-hmm. The director's cut costs $20. Okay. Okay. If you are a PS4 player and you own the director's cut... Oh, it's 10 bucks. You can upgrade to the PS5 version of the director's cut for $10. Mm. Anyone with the original PS4 copy of Ghost of Tsushima looking to upgrade to the PS5 director's 30. cut can pay 30 which is the, just the combined prices, right? And then if you are buying it for the first time, it is 70 on PS4 or sorry, PS5 and 60 on PS4. I think those now, that's fine pricing structure. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with that. So, so basically what this is saying is that it's $30 for someone like us who has the PS4 version of the game. If you want the PS5 director's cut with the expansion and all that shit, $10 more than the PS4 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which makes yeah, $10 more than the PS4 version, which, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because that's it, what the new games cost. $10 more than the PS4. Yeah. So if you, if you are on PS4 and you just want the director's cut on PS4 to play on the Iki Allen shit on PS4, whatever it's 20 bucks. Dude, it looks awesome. Dude. I, I, it, it does look really cool, and I'll be honest with you. I am actually. This is one of those games that I've been really tempted to jump back into. 
Um, I really, I never got the platinum in it. So I've been interested in maybe jumping back there. The one thing that I haven't seen anywhere though, is whether or not the saves transfer, because that would be kind of a big deal to me just because I've, that game requires so much of your time. I really don't want to like have to start from scratch if I do the PS5 version. I don't want to have to reload. But uh, I'd be I'd be definitely down to depending on. I'd have to see some reviews and stuff to see how big the expansion actually is. But I would definitely be down for spending thirty dollars if it's you know uh, a decent enough offer it's be in terms of content. Pretty big. I think it's going to be worth it. Well, let's move on a little bit here, Jake. We had a little bit of a discussion about a game called Abandon. Uh, it's getting a lot of attention right now from video game media, uh, but maybe for all of the wrong reasons. And uh, have you heard anything about what's going on with this? Um, Abandon, that's the one where Survival it's like the, the photorealistic walking yeah. through the woods yeah. thing. Yeah. So the game is being developed by Blue Box Game Studios. And oh, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I as soon as you said Blue Box, I knew exactly what you're talking about. Dude, this this fucking thing is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, ga- the game looks photorealistic uh, based on the limited video we've seen. Blue Box were supposed to release an app on the PS5 so users could experience the game running on a PS5, which I didn't understand what they were doing with that. But anyways, there have been many conspiracies that Hideo Kojima, the dude behind all the Metal Gear games, is involved in this project because he's always doing something sneaky. But the folks at Blue Box Game Studios repeatedly outwardly denied these theories. Now, the 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 game director and the guy behind Blue Box, um, his name is Hassan Karaman. And uh, if you take his name and you put it into Google Translate and you say that the original language is Turkish, in in or no, the original language is uh, Japanese. No, yeah. the original language you, is Japanese. If you say Hassan Karaman is Japanese, and you translate it to what it means in Turkish, the name it, it comes out to uh, no Hideo. If you take Hideo, I got it backwards. You take Hideo in Japanese, translate it to Turkish, and it translates to this guy's last name, Karaman. Which is fucking yeah. crazy. Dude, there's like, a, we don't need to get into it on here because we would be literally talking for an hour. Yeah. But like, I advise that if you guys are interested, go look up, go look up the coincidence. If it is not really, in, if Hideo Kojima is not involved in this, the coincidences between this game and this studio and Hideo Kojima are literally like, lottery winning odds like they are so fucking bizarre there's like all this crazy shit going on and talking about how like their new game you know dude it's wild yeah it's just wild and i feel so bad for blue box games if it has nothing to do with kojima because there are rumors now circulating that kojima is actually working on an xbox title like he's he's formed like an allegiance with Microsoft or something. Well, there's been there's been rumors of that for well, I know that X, Microsoft has been courting Kojima for a long time. I don't know if I, I it wasn't until recently that they like it's been announced that like there was a letter of intent signed the tw- signed between the two of them or whatever. But like I think that people are getting a little bit too worked up about that specifically just because it could very well be that Kojima 
might be just mobilizing two separate teams to work on two separate games. Now, now a guy like Kojima, you kind of want him to be like focused on one game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that cause I listened to, uh, some Xbox content too, just because I have an Xbox and I'm just curious about you mostly basically since they picked up Bethesda who I really like some of their studios. I've just been curious about what they're doing. Um, and it seems like the, the rumors are speculating that the working relationship between Xbox and Kojima are related to more along the lines of like technology and cloud gaming and all this kind of stuff and not, not him making a game for them. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I think that probably, I don't, I don't even know. I can't even speculate at this point. I think what's most interesting is that Kojima hasn't said that he has nothing to do with blue box games. Dude, I, I think it's awesome. I think this whole thing is awesome. It's so cool. I love stuff. Kojima like did this. He did this with uh, with uh, Moby Dick Studios when when he announced Metal Gear Solid Five, which was really cool. But like, if this is the same thing, it's like to the nth degree. It's way more crazy than anything that happened with the Phantom Pain. But uh, like, honestly, one of the most interesting things about the whole kind of show yeah. is that uh, Konami uh, followed Hideo Kojima on Twitter. Oh God! Which which doesn't sound like it's like oh somebody followed someone That's on Twitter. Konami like, no, like, though, like Konami and Hideo Kojima at least out. publicly fucking hate each other. And there have been rumors swirling that maybe the two of them have started to patch things up and they might get together to work on something again. And when that happened, what does that mean? Like, is is Abandoned a Silent Hill game? Like, I, you know what I mean? So, like, it's it's really, really, really crazy. And like I said, I, I, I don't even have the list of all the things, but I bet... Somebody out there has probably curated a thing on. They probably have a website about it online where it's just like every fucking coincidence between Blue Box. I just and don't Hideo know how Kojima. Hideo translates to this guy's last name in Turkish. Yeah, like, that's it's crazy. Like, yeah, and it's not like you even have to. From what I understand, you don't even have to really like fudge it hard. Like you just put it in there. Yeah, that's what translates. I did. I did it to make sure I got it right. Yeah, and what's weird though is is it, is it the uh, the guy from Blue Box Games? He's a, there's a face to him. Like he's done like video posts and he, and he's talking about, and he's apologetic about the app not working and how they ran into some things. And, you know, and he's outwardly come out and said, you know, unfortunately, you know, this, this has nothing to do with Hideo Kojima. We're just working on this game called Abandon. <laughs> he's like, you guys need to settle down. And I feel bad for them. Cause if that's the case, it's, they're up against a wall already because the expectation. I was going to say, yeah, if that is the case and this guy isn't just like, you know, an actor or something like that, which he very well could I be. Feel so bad for them if that. But the if it is one hundred percent coincidence, then this game is probably it will probably still sell very well just because of the story. But it's going to have so much stink on it, even though they've outwardly like, said they have nothing to do with it. You know, but they they kind of pushed it a little bit too by coming out and saying like, oh, you know, our game, 
starts with an S and ends with an L and like all this shit yeah, like that yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, and oh, it it's a Silent though. Hill game or like, you know what I mean? It doesn't. Well, right? I don't know if it's like abandoned colon something. I, I have no idea. But like, um, who knows? But Dude, I don't even know. It Just keep your eyes on it. Keep your ears to the ground because yeah. this thing's – something's going to come up with it. Um, July PS Plus games, Jake, have been announced. Uh, Black Ops 4, we're getting a Plague Tale Innocence. Keep in mind that a Plague Tale Requiem was announced at E3 this year, which is the follow-up. And we're also getting uh, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Um, that's an okay lineup. I've already played Plague Tale. I haven't played Blobs 4, but I don't... So, maybe I, I if I'm not mistaken... If I'm not mistaken, Black Ops 4 is the one that is multiplayer only. Oh, yeah. Forget that. I'm not interested. So I won't be playing it. But, and I have no interest in wrestling games, or at least I The last wrestling game that I actually enjoyed playing was like on N64. Yeah. So it's one of those games where it's like fun to just couch co-op beat the shit out of your friends if i can be whatever, the big boss you know I mean? man i'm in <laughs> yeah no uh, i'll be ultimate warrior there you go yeah yeah two- <laughs> i forget the one guy's name was he had a he had a bird i want to say his name was toucan slam but that wasn't his name it was a punk rock band i forget what that guy's name was coco beware is what i'm thinking of oh uh, yeah it was awesome it'd be cool if it was all retro Dude, the, the freaking i i remember like do you remember like the spectacle around the WWF in the nineties? Oh, like it was how insane. they were they were larger. The than characters life. were so cool. The character, yeah. like I didn't even watch wrestling, but I knew about the characters because they were so yeah. cool. One, yeah, dude, I met I met Sergeant Slaughter. He he went to an Erie Seawolves game, and I paid extra money for a meet and greet, and uh, I had him I had him sign a comic book. Because he's the only living G.I. Joe. Like, everyone knows I'm yeah. a, a G.I. Joe fan. He's the only person that's been in the G.I. Joe cartoons that's an actual real person. Like, everything right. else is fabricated. Somehow, Sergeant Slaughter became a G.I. Joe. It's so fucking weird. It's so cool. It's so weird. They, they used to have, I mean, just like, you know, they Sergeant Slaughter, but they had like, you know, that's when the Undertaker came oh, yeah. around. That was when like the, uh, like I said, Ultimate Warrior. Iron Sheet. There was, uh, you know, um, uh, like Jake the Snake yeah. and fucking Ric Flair and Triple H and like all these guys that were just, you know, like that, like getting into like the Stone Cold Steve Dusty Austin Rose. area and fucking, uh, um, who is that guy? Gold, uh, gold dust. Gold dust. Yeah. Gold dust. Uh, was Goldberg too. Also was one Goldberg. Yeah. And then, uh, um, we just sit and the wrestlers. Yeah. Like, dude, our- it was, dude, like, I don't even, like I said, I, I probably watched, if you're talking about like sitting down and watching a WWF or WWE match, like in my entire life, maybe two times did I watch wrestling, mm. but like, you just know it's like in the it's like in the ether of the like the the pop culture of oh, the time. Man. So tsunami was one. I think there was uh, Yo- Yoko Zuna. Yoko Zuna. Yoko Zuna? Yeah, the, the the sumo wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was awesome. So I want to fight that guy. Anyways, uh, moving forward. So that game might be cool if you can actually get into get retro characters, dude. I think it would be a blast from the past. It might be kind of fun. I have to look into. It. I heard that game actually sucked though. Um, 
Streets of Rage 4 is getting uh, the download downloadable content, Mr. Nightmare, on July 15th. There's a thing on PlayStation's uh, YouTube channel where you can watch. It's like arena battles. It's actually kind of cool. Um, it's co-op. You know, it's just you take on guys, you keep leveling up, and then you can unlock characters that way. Uh, big games. I, we talked briefly about E3, Jake, on one of our podcasts, uh, but just to make sure that we didn't miss anything on here. Did we miss any of those games? I already brought up that the Plague Tale Requiem was announced. Motherfucker. Sorry. Jake just spilled his beer. Um, Chernobylite, Citizen Sleeper, Contraband, Dark Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes was announced. I think we talked about most of that. We can skip forward here. New games. So, Go ahead. So basically, like, a lot of this stuff... Um, for what end, like Babylon's Fall is like a Square Enix type game. Back for Blood is like a spiritual successor to the new Battlefield game, though. Uh, um, Left for Dead, yeah. Battlefield twenty forty two looks cool, but it's multiplayer only, so I probably won't play it. Um, the uh, I liked Age of Empires. That I don't know if that's coming to PlayStation, but uh, I don't know that I'll play it. Plague Tale Requiem is kind of neat. Atomic Heart looks really good. Uh, Contraband, I thought, was an Xbox exclusive. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, the only one, the only game on this list that I'm genuinely excited for is Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, with and possibly Atomic Heart. Plague Tale Requiem... I am like a wait and see on that because I liked Plague Tale Innocence, but it was the mechanics of the game got a little bit tiring. If Plague Tale Requiem allows you to do be a little bit more active in how you play the game, mm-hmm. um, I'll be a little bit more interested. Uh, but uh, yeah, everything in that list looks pretty good. But for me, Diablo 2 Resurrected, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. I have the instruction booklet here uh, somewhere. Games coming out uh, that maybe are already out, definitely are already out, um, but came out the last week or whatever. Um, if you guys are interested, they are all PS4 games, less noted. Otherwise, uh, Anna's Quest, Annihilation, Arkin the Dog Adventurer for both PS5, PS4, a Curved Space for both PS5, PS4, Doom Eternal, PS5, Flatland, Volume 2, Merrily, Parrily, Mina and Mitchie, Zombies 8, oh, Mina and Mitchie's PS5, PS4, Zombies 8, My Neighbors, and Ghoul Patrol, PS4, June 30th, we get Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, PS5, PS4, Greedfall on the PS5, June 31st, we got... Phenotopia, Phenotopia, Awakening, um, July 2nd. We got Chroma Quaterion for both PS5, PS4, Darkness Roller Coaster, PS4, uh, Drunken Fist, PS5, Escape Game, Fort B. Boyard. What the fuck is that? Uh, Evergate, PS5, Memory Lane 2, Super, Super Destronaut DX2. He's a G.I. Joe character named Destro. I'm sure it has nothing to do with him. Um, PS5, PS4, Tour de France 2021 on the PS5, and then Treasure Hunter Simulator. Not a good running of games, man. Nothing that stands yeah, out. Yeah, none of that really... I mean, other than Doom, uh, Doom Eternal's PS5 update, I don't know if any of that really kind of... I know Doki Doki Literature, Literature Club got its uh, a lot of praise on Steam, 
but I've never played it. Yeah, me either. Okay, cool. Well, Jake, I think that's been a pretty long show for the listeners. What do you think? Are we just about done? Do you have anything else you'd like uh, to add? You know what? I hate... So, sorry. I was looking at the Ratchet & Clank trophy fucking list again, and... Uh, one of the things I hate when trophies do this. So, and it was the same thing with that other trophy I was telling you about with that gun. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a trophy that is to acquire the rhino, which if you've played Ration Clank before, the rhino is like the fucking BFG in Doom. It's like the big gun that you get at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And the the trophy is to acquire the rhino, but the way that you acquire the rhino is that you collect all of the spy bots oh. to get the blueprint for the fucking rhino. So really what the trophy is, is collect all the fucking spy bots, but they make the trophy Excessive. unlock the rhino. So it's like, how the fuck do I do it? I have no idea. And then it's like, oh, wait, I got to collect all the spy bots. So like, I, it's fine. It's just it's just one of those things. I, I think it's annoying whenever you have to look up like how to do a trophy. It's one thing to like be able to pull it off it's another thing to just be like i'm confused like the the mechanics are kind of uh um obscured a little bit <laughs> i'm trying to sorry little little side no, you're right there. fine i'm trying to type and charlie put his head on my arm and i couldn't type all right well hey guys i appreciate you all tuning into the podcast thanks again for your time today jake i had a good time today with you talking video games it's good to get back in the saddle and discuss some of the stuff going on in the beginning i'm I'm curious about the abandoned thing will i jump back into cyberpunk 2077 who knows i'll probably get the upgrade for ghost of tsushima and uh outside of that you know good on sony for acquiring all the that stuff that they did but I'm going to keep plugging away and get drafted up by the MLB and uh, join the Pirates here, hopefully, by the next episode. And Jake will have more to talk about. Metro, perhaps. And maybe I'll, uh, maybe when I beat Ratchet, we can have a thorough discussion about Ratchet and Clank. What do you think? Yeah, if you can, if you can beat it, we can talk about it. I will try. All right. So, no music. Uh, closing track the show we need some submissions uh, so make sure you have your music sent to us at our email account as long as any questions or anything you have for the show um, anything you'd like Jake and I to talk about at ps this is awesome at gmail.com along with your band name and the title of the song or whatever you want us to discuss we'll do our best to try to cover stuff if it's relevant and we're gonna let you guys go thanks again for tuning in sorry not sorry for uh, not having an episode for a while like Tomb Raider Tetris and Tekken. P.S. Yes. This is this awesome. This is awesome. <laughs>